Welcome to the Spirit of West Texas podcast, where we are having real conversations with people who live and work in West Texas. Our guests this season will talk about their big dreams. They'll share about their challenges and successes that they've had along their journey. Listen in and we hope you'll learn something and maybe even have some fun with us along the way. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Jared. How are you today? I'm good. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. So we're recording this episode of the Spirit of West Texas podcast on Good Friday, which is certainly something to celebrate. But today we're talking to our guest about my favorite holiday, and that's Christmas. That's, this is going to be a fun episode. (laughs) It is a fun episode. I'm telling you, our guest today has done it all. I don't know how you fit that much stuff in a lifetime. Like, I know, this is she's insane. kind of a jack of all traits, isn't she? She's really an incredible woman. I'm really excited to have my sweet friend, Susan Talkman with us on the podcast today. Susan is a retired professor from the Colleges of Education and Arts and Sciences at Texas Tech University. She currently owns the Nest Egg, a charming antique store at the corner of 40th and Avenue Q, just up the road from your office, Jared, mm-hmm. so you need to pop in when you can. Yeah, we will. It was business as usual for Susan when one man walked into her store, over Christmas break of 2021, and impressed by what he saw, gave Susan the opportunity of a lifetime. And in true Susan fashion, she represented the spirit of West Texas by leading a team of volunteers to decorate, are you ready for this? The East Room and Green Room of the White House. That is so crazy. So talk about a big dream come true for Susan. She is smart, she is kind, she is creative, and all the things that we love on this podcast. And I can't wait to share her incredible story with our listeners today. All right, let's let's dive in. Let's you ready? Dive in. Let's all right, do here it. we go. Welcome to the podcast studio, Susan Tottmitt. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. Susan, so when we first started discussing who our guests for season three could be, I, you know, we're talking about big dreams on this podcast and I immediately thought of you Um, just because I, I really, I can't think of anybody that we've had on the podcast that maybe has done something as cool as what you were able to do. It's impressive. It's well, impressive. That, it was pretty exciting. Surreal. Surreal. Curiosity, is Christmas your favorite holiday? I'm just curious. It is. And Christmas at the White House, like I said, was just surreal. Well, so okay, let's back up and and so our listeners can hear from from your story from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you are a Lubbock native and a Texas Tech graduate, which we love. Interesting thing about you, though. Tell us about your background. Tell us that, what, what you studied when you were in school at Tech. Yeah, well, actually, I grew up in Slayton, Texas. West Texas, uh-huh. yes. Yes. And uh, I studied ornamental horticulture. Okay. And what is this? Uh-huh. And so gardening, landscaping, um, florist. So all kinds of, with ornamental horticulture, you're looking at design with plants. Okay. Yeah. And then I went into, I, I finished that degree, went into biology with an emphasis on botany. And my, my research was photosynthesis. Wow. <laughs> so I know. And it, it was interesting to you. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And I taught, I also taught as a TA, I taught the biology labs, but I taught plant taxonomy where you press flowers. And so wildflowers became a big thing for me too. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to introduce her to Skylar at some point. Yeah. We'll have to talk to her about Skylar after this. So you get your degree, and then what did you do, Susan, after that? Okay, so then I went into, and in fact, while I was going to school, I worked on a certification, and then I went into teaching biology. 
Yeah, and I taught, I taught at Christ the King, and then I went into the Lubbock schools. And I was at Monterey for six years before I went to Tech, and I was at Tech 20 years. So mm-hmm. did you, you get this degree, did you know that you wanted to teach? Was teaching in your blood? Oh, that is such a great question. Uh, so I'm doing the botany thing and, uh, and the research, and my professor came to me and said, they need you to teach labs. And I said, I really would prefer not to teach. I've never wanted to be a teacher. I have, I have no interest. I don't like <laughs> college students. I don't like kids. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, I'm good with research. And uh, they said, uh-huh, yeah, well, we need you to teach. Oh, my gosh, life-changing. I had no clue. And I thought, what an amazing profession that I had missed. And I'm going to tell you, I loved teaching. I truly loved teaching. And at Monterey, I taught the advanced biology. And then to go to um, to tech then and get to work with teachers who were going to teach biology or the sciences and math, you know, that was a great experience for me. So did you, when you grew up, um, I mean, you were a little girl, did you love were you playing in the dirt? Were you doing science oh, experiments no. in your kitchen? Because you're a champion for STEM, and I love this, mm. especially for young women. Well, my mom always gave me little extra things to do. I think I probably needed extra things to do. She always had me planting seeds and growing a garden. And they say by, you know, age seven, you've got a direction. And But I loved, I loved plants, but I also really loved art. I wanted to be an artist. And so through high school, I pretty much wanted to be an artist. But then I got a chemistry teacher that was, you know, that experience was life changing for me, too. I wanted to go into science. So I did. I went to tech and science. So mm-hmm. what kind of art did you want to do? You know, I, I don't really know. I just knew I, I like different techniques in art. And I did a lot of sketching. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is I think that floral design and floral arrangement, I mean, not, to me, that is art. Oh, it truly is. Yes. And also in, in ornamental horticulture, you also did landscapes. So I had to learn to, you know, measure scale and, and do drawings. And we did a lot of drawings, but it is art. Uh-huh. So how long were you with Texas Tech? How long did you? 20 years. Okay, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And you said that you worked with teachers. Yes. Okay, and yes. tell us about that. Yes. So I taught courses for people, for seniors who were going to be science and math teachers. And then I also worked through Sizer, the Center uh, for, for STEM Education, that was working with teachers. And we developed traveling labs. And so we had teachers coming in in the summer and different programs doing that. It was Center for the Integration of STEM Education and Research. So when I was preparing for this interview, I read about the Susan G. Talkmit Motivator Award. Yes. Tell me about that. Isn't that a great thing? Yes, yeah. it is a great thing. Okay, so what we... What an honor. Uh, truly an honor. An, an honor of a lifetime, too, you know? Yes. So I had uh, a student in junior high who actually took a lead with that. But students were talking about teachers who had motivated them to go into the sciences. And he was a, he became a graduate student at Tech in that program. And they came up with the award to recognize teachers who inspired them to go into science. And so, I mean, what a nice honor was that. Yes, and so they named the award after you. Yes. That's incredible. Do you, are the you- The students in, did that, wasn't yes, great? Yes, yes. Are, mm-hmm. you, you, are you involved in- um, the selection process now for that award, the award recipients? No, I'm not. There's a separate committee okay. that does that. Uh-huh. So what is it that you love so much about the study of science and, and that makes you want to champion it and, and, and be a champion for those sciences throughout your career? 
Well, I've always been curious. And with science, the fact that it gives you the opportunity to explore, to question, to, to look at facts. I mean, it's so applicable through our lives, you know. But I'm, I mean, just the joy of science for me, the fact that I'm intrigued. I mean, look out the window and what do you see? It's just pretty exciting, isn't it? It's yeah. incredible because she sees it's almost like left and right right brain, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the analytical part of, of science and the, the truth and the facts and the black and white, but then she sees the beauty in it as well. It's the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. no, you're it right. It truly is. It truly is. So now how did you go from, um, a, a career in teaching in the sciences to the nest egg? Okay. That's a great question too. One night I was sitting in my office at tech at midnight working on a grant <laughs> and I thought, wow, This is kind of crazy. It's midnight and I'm doing this. (laughs) And my husband worked for the USDA cotton office and it was cotton season. And he was working seven days a week doing that. And we were empty nesters. And I thought, you know, I I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what I'm doing. And I thought we should do something together sometime. (laughs) And, And he liked old wood and things made of wood and and. I had gone to market in an internship with a florist, and I said to him, we could start our own little place, and you could work on wood. We could get antiques, and you could do all kinds of fun things, and I could go to market, and, you know, we could combine old with new. And uh, he... He responded favorably, but I didn't really understand. That was just a typical... (laughs) (laughs) And so then... It wasn't something we could do at the time, but I thought we could just start growing it. So I I got us a little booth at an antique mall, uh, Grand Central Station, yes. and because they would run it for me because I had a real job. Sure. And so, and he had a real job. And uh, I said, we can travel, we can do things. And so I rent this booth and I go home and tell him, and it was really funny. He said, what were you thinking? I'll give you six weeks. That's what he said. <laughs> And when was and, this? About and, what year? And now that's been almost 20 years okay, ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. And it's and so you've grown that little booth now yeah. until it's like yeah. a fourth of the store, honestly, yeah. well, <laughs> the whole well, space. And the, the funniest thing is that, that he reached a point where he started calling me from the store. I mean, because I had to drag him a little bit, you know. Yes. And uh, then, so one day he bought into it and now, yeah, it's great. He's all in. Oh, he is. So I think it's so funny that you said, because I was describing, I, I, when I was thinking about how I would describe the nest egg, because I just love to go in there and walk around. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's thank wonderful. You. So for those of you that haven't been, I would say charming, whimsical, perfect blend of old and new. So have you perfected your, you know, ability to find antiques that are unique and interesting. Yes. You know, I mean, uh-huh. how has that come yes. about? Yes. In fact, we've really taken on more of a, a European look and we like French and Swedish, you know, some Italian from Spain. But we also, we appeal to three generations, which is a good thing. And we've done parade homes, which helped us yes. a little. We've done 19 parade homes. You've you know? done 19 mm-hmm. parade yeah. homes? Yeah. So, and I, I say that, that's working with decorators and builders. Well, Susan, mm-hmm. but you kind of do that as well, decorating mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. How did, I mean, that's what I mean by a jack of all traits. How did that come about? Well, in, in ornamental horticulture, you do learn design. You take classes that give you a foundation in mm-hmm. design. Yeah. So, and then there's something about you, you being spatial and you have a little bit of an eye for it. 
So have you always wanted to have an antique shop? I mean, was oh, this no. a dream from way back in the day or no. literally a vision at midnight that night? Well, <laughs> yeah. So when I did the internship, uh, I worked for Ribbles and uh, Bayonetta Jordan was my boss and she brought in this antique table and I thought, I don't really care for antiques, but that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) And then I watched how everyone who came into this shop loved that antique table. And over time, I started loving that antique table. So really, you know, I give her credit for antiques. It's like the blue and white. It's like my mother-in-law's blue and white. I did not love the blue and white. Exactly. And over time, it's grown on me. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. I laugh. So tell us about Christmas 2021 and a man named John Botello happens to come through your store. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Now, how amazing was that? Well, I know. That's so, why you're here. <laughs> so, I know. So John walks in and he's looking at the Christmas and he asked me about a particular ornament on a tree and he knew what it was. And, and uh, I said, yes. And the man who made that ornament was at Market in Atlanta and I got to meet him. And then John elaborated and said, well, I decorate the White House and <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And uh, he said, and we did a whole tree with those ornaments, to which I responded, I know I watch those specials, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you know who he was when I he came in? I had no, no idea. Clue. Okay. okay. And so then we walk through the store and look and just such a delightful experience. And, um, you know, then at the end, he said, do you want to help decorate the White House? And then he explained how it is a volunteer thing you do. And he said they put out um, an invitation in June, whitehouse.gov, and you can apply. And he said, when it comes up, I'll send you a notice so you know and you can apply. And uh, But then I didn't hear from him. And I thought, oh, I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't hear from him June, July, August. I decided I'm not going to get to decorate the White House. I'm so sad. And then, <laughs> then in September, he called me and he said, well, we've been so busy. But he said, but I've, I've got a question. Would you be a captain? And I'm, I want to give you a team and have you decorate two rooms. And of course, yes. And really, part of what I did at Tech, working with teachers and supervising, we had, we had basically, they were like interns. They were yes, scholars ma'am. in our program. So I supervised people doing projects and jobs, and teaching does that. So I, I felt really good about the, that part. Yes. You know? Yeah. So you were able to decorate your team of how mm-hmm. many? Mm-hmm. Well, volunteers? for three days, I had 10 people okay. and then we had Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. It was over the Thanksgiving holidays and then uh, went back and they added 11 more. So I had 21 people okay. and, you know, they were all walks of life. You'll have some designers, some florists, but I had hotel manager and her husband. I had a U.S. marshal. I had um, a healthcare manager. I had nurses, teachers. It was really great. But you've got a lot of jobs. It's not just decorating and you don't want everyone to be a decorator. You've got to haul some boxes. And Susan, are you saying that I could you apply could, you could to apply. be a White you House Christmas apply. decorator? You this is incredible. Yeah. I did not realize this. Yes. That's yes. awesome. Oh, it was so great. Yes. So you got to decorate. Y'all were in charge, your team, mm-hmm. of the East mm-hmm. Room and the Green Room. Yes. And, you know, and I have uh, the the first days we we spent at the warehouse, they have an off-site warehouse. Anything that's ever been in the White House, 
or, uh, well, well, it's either in the White House or it's in this warehouse. I mean, I saw old windows, patio furniture, <laughs> Easter decor. I mean, it's in this warehouse. Well, okay, so here's the greatest part. You have aisles and aisles of wonderfully organized boxes, and on the outside <laughs> of these boxes are ornaments from previous administrations. Okay. And so uh, now they did, the, the first lady is in charge of the theme and her team comes up with a design for the rooms. And so they already had that planned. I didn't just have, you know, a free slate to go in and do something. They, they had a theme for it. And so they were able to purchase some things, but you go to the warehouse house and pull from those things. But then we also had a lot of, we made a lot of things. Made? So out of, like, how? How did you make them? So the theme was We the People. And uh, our our rooms, the green room, was Sounds and Song, which was the music. And then the East Room was uh, the Recreation National Parks. And so it, it's We the People. It's the things we do together that unite us. So we own national parks, you know. Yes. We, the, the whole thing about music, what we do that unites us. And so for the green room, we did bells. And, you know, rather than spend a lot of money, that that's not something that's available. And we didn't have bells in the warehouse. So dollar store. Uh, yeah, there's dollar <laughs> store bells. Dollar store bells. House. Well, okay, but we couldn't let them look exactly like that. So we painted them. And we painted them with golds and silvers that gave them an antique look. And then we had all kinds of little jingle bells and hand bells and just, I mean, we made garlands out of bells. And so, but the amazing thing was painting all of those bells. Okay, but then here's another thing. We made bells out of cups. And so you would put a, a plastic cup and and you would put a clanger in it and a, a loop on top and paint them. And oh, my gosh, they look like bells. <laughs> and, so, and then we also made snowballs. But it was it was really it was just a beautiful room. But we we made those things out of cups and painted them from dollar store. And, you know, that was exciting. So so. Help me understand here. So they, the We the People is the theme. Uh-huh. And you know you're decorating with your team the East and the West room. Yes. Small budget. Yes. You can use anything that you find in the yes. in the warehouse. Yes. But do they say you're going to use cups to make bells? Or did you say, no, here's John, what we're going to do? John said, can you help me find some ways to, to come okay. up with some bells? So I got online and started looking for ways to make bells. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Susan. So we had, I love it. We had stacks of plastic cups and <laughs> just, and we were very pleased at how yes. our bells looked real, you know. So they Jared, she sent us several pictures and videos and we'll oh, make good. sure they are. Yes, yeah. they're on the um, the episode page with the notes. Good. From okay, e- good. Episode, yeah. yeah, on the Spirit yeah. of West Texas podcast.com. So. What what do they do with the ornaments when they're done? I'm just okay. curious. Okay. So, <laughs> did you get to, did yeah. you get to keep them? <laughs> yeah. Well, they got all taken off the trees and boxed up and sent back to the warehouse. So we're part of history now. Isn't it incredible that people are so invested in this decorating of the White House uh-huh. that they use this opportunity to acknowledge and recognize and pay homage to different aspects of our country? You know, um, it's like a love yeah. letter to our country woven yeah. throughout. Yeah. Well, I think one these of the, decorations, one of the first things they told us is understanding it, this is the White House that belongs to the people. 
And so what we do is we decorate for the people. And Jacqueline Kennedy was the first to come up with a theme. So to have We the People, that was really a, a neat thing. And, and the different topics that we had based on that particular theme it was very exciting. So in the end, when you finish, was there an opportunity to take a step back, take a breath and sort of take in the whole thing? Yes. Actually, John led us on a tour through all of it. And so we got to see what everyone had done. Although I will tell you, we had free reign a little bit. Now, of course, we didn't go to the West Wing and we didn't go to the residence, but we went upstairs, downstairs all, to the different rooms. I mean, maybe I needed a glue gun. Maybe I needed to <laughs> go visit somebody or see if they had some ribbon. So we went to all the rooms. We had a, a, a lot of freedom to do that. And uh, when we would go in every day, we would go through multiple security checks and then we got in and we had our badge on and we had a lot of freedom. I will tell you, we had a reception. They had a reception for us on, on the last day. And that was really a fabulous thing to go and see all of it. But there's there was a, a group of military there because Jill Biden's, uh, one of her projects is for military. So we're doing the reception and I turn around and there are all of these generals behind me, all of these stars, you know, and I loved it. It was exciting that they were there to celebrate the White House, too. Mm -hmm. So in a time when maybe we're the most divided we've ever been as a country, was mm -hmm. it refreshing for you to just be there and not it was. see that? It was because we did have different thinking, maybe politically, but that never came through. I mean, we were there on a mission. We the people. It's the people's house. It was such an honor. So Susan, of everything that you experienced in your time there, like what uh -huh. was the one thing that really stood out the most to you um, that you took away from that? Okay, so the thing I didn't expect, and I don't know why I didn't expect this, but I really enjoyed the people so much. I mean, the U.S. Marshal, oh my goodness, how amazing was that woman, you know? Mm -hmm. And just... Um, the camaraderie and how much fun we had doing this. We ate breakfast and lunch together in the stateroom every day. It was just, I mean, it was a great, it was just a, a fun opportunity. That's incredible. Yeah. But the people, I really, and that's what I said to John too, I didn't expect how I would feel about that whole situation and how we all bonded yes. as a team, you know? Over and that, that was, incredible opportunity. That yeah. was really important, yeah, yeah. So, Susan, have you maintained a contact with John? Have you seen him since then? Yes. John has been in since Christmas this year. You know, uh, he comes in when he visits. He comes to shop. His mom was in last week, his mom and dad. You know, I see them. They come pretty often. But John had, uh, John told me that his mother had, had seen some plates that were the Wedgwood lettuce plates. And he was excited because he collects them and they're hard to find. Just so happened I had some that I'd gotten that had belonged to your mother-in-law. Yes. <laughs> she was very proud of those plates. And, was, so, yes. and, and I was very proud for them to go to John. Absolutely. Someone who would truly love them. Thank you for telling me that mm -hmm. story. She would love that. Oh, I know. I know. I was so proud. Why didn't I take the lettuce plates when I had the chance? <laughs> had we known? I always thought they were pretty. Uh, you know, had we known? And then John since I told you, I think John sent me a photo of the plates on his shelf in his house. Well, look at that. Uh -uh. <laughs> so I read in an interview um, 
that you did after this happened. Um, and I quote, you said, I could not have done this without my time as a Red Raider. What do you, what did you mean by that? Oh yeah. Because, well, okay. So like I'm saying, leading the team. Okay. Oh my goodness. So much experience came from tech helping me do that. But then my background in ornamental horticulture, the fact that uh, I had opportunities in an internship to decorate for Christmas commercially, you know, I mean, there are experiences that I got through my degree program that programs that helped me to really have um, the understanding and the background to do that. Yeah. So I know that you love Lubbock. You've been mm-hmm. here, you're, you know, in West Texas your mm-hmm. entire life. What did it mean to you to be able to represent Lubbock in West Texas with this once of a lifetime opportunity? Okay. So this is, this was fun to me. They started calling me Lubbock. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and, you know, there's something about when you say you're from Texas, everybody perks up. I don't know. I've, I've experienced that a lot nationally at things, but I love it. They said, she's that cute one with that spiky highlighted hair. <laughs> Apparently that was sort of unique. And, anyway, but uh, I did love it that they called me Lubbock. And they, they were... They were so excited that I was there, you know, I mean, representing Lubbock. And so that was pretty fun for me. But yeah. So in your wildest dreams, because we're here to talk about big dreams, could you Uh ever have imagined that you would have an opportunity like this? No. And, you know, it's interesting because I have watched those White House specials and thought I would love to do that. How do you get to do that? And so for it to happen like it did. But, you know, I'll tell you, there's another great story there. Uh, John, he's the creative manager for the White House, um, is a tech grad also Mm. in interior design and um, architecture. And from the age of 10, he wanted to work at the White House. And the fact that he's doing this and that he was in Lubbock visiting his parents. I mean, how fortunate was that and how fortunate for Texas Tech, you know? Yes. I think what a what a great thing was that. I'm frantically working on this tree and two hours later it's on the front of the Washington Post. Mm. I mean, you just think Okay, but is that straight? <laughs> I had to, okay, let it go. <laughs> you know, but I mean, how amazing was that? You just, it, it, again, like I said earlier, surreal. Susan, that is an incredible story. Congratulations Thank to you. you. Yes, and all your hard work and for everything Thanks. that you've done for students at Tech over the past um 20, 20 plus years of your career. Great career. Great yes, career. Yes, loved it, was an, it. it was an honor to have you here today. Thank, Thank you. you for taking the time to visit with us. I loved it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Amy, we never really know where these conversations are going to go. And I tell you, after we, we stopped recording, there was still a I good know. 45 minutes where there was just so much interesting things about Susan that were like, oh my gosh. I know. Keep I, on going. I don't know how to, I, and I knew she would be a great uh-huh. conversation because she truly is interesting. The way she speaks is interesting. Right, yeah. Um, she just kind of draws you in. But I mean, you hear, well, she got a degree in ornamental horticulture <laughs> right. and botany, and she's a student of the sciences. And you yep. think, well, that's just so boring right (laughs) but then you kind of get to know her a little better and and have her open up and you realize she's got this whole other side to her Mm -hmm. um this whole other creative visionary imagineering innovative you know artist 
yeah, side I think of you, her. I think you said it perfectly when you brought up the right and left yes. brain. Like you're either one or the other usually. You know, you don't really get the best of both worlds like that. And that is the epitome of yes. the best of both worlds right there. Exactly. Yeah. And it's I incredible. mean, think about it. She's She has staged 19 parade of Holmes oh, Holmes. Oh, yeah, she truly has a great insane. eye. She's incredible at what she does. Um, I love to go into her store and just look around and kind of be there because it is, it is, it's an incredible mix of old and new mm-hmm. um, and unique and different. And um, it's just like she handpicks everything in that store. So when mm-hmm. you, you purchase something from her, you're, you're, you're taking something home with a story that she yeah. has, she has handpicked. Yeah. It's a treasure. That's, that's pretty awesome. And I mean, th- speaking of her story, talk about being in the right place at the right time. That's right. How many people can say they've Not done many, that? Right. A very, very small amount of people. And again, just the right place of, at the right time. And then it turns into this story of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Not even just, not even a volunteer mm-hmm. helping, but a captain, one well, of the captains yeah, um, for her artistic talents and abilities. I wonder, I'm going to have to go back. I mentioned this earlier, Jared, but we are going to put pictures um, that Susan shared with us and videos of her work in the White House on the episode page with the episode Good. notes from this episode, yeah, on the Spirit of West Texas podcast.com. So I'm going to have to go in and examine those bells a little bit closely. Yeah, now that we know close. the story behind them. Yes, know. and see, can I really, can I tell if it's, can you tell it's a cup? I'm intrigued <laughs> to see the what it looks like after knowing the story behind them. Yeah, me too. Well, this was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening in and we'll catch you next time.